The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to the Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. Welcome back. Is it testament? I say testament. No, it's testament. It's testament. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to enunciate. You know what's funny too? Is uh when people talk about like the Bible, they'd be like, uh, that was in the law. That's in the old testament. Oh uh, like that. But yeah. it's like we really talking about the old covenant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah. talking about covenants, not testaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're talking about that kind of stuff. Oh. You know, it's just interesting. Like uh, I just I, I just realized that kind of like myself, like recently. Like yeah. we're not really talking about parts of the Bible. We're talking about covenants mm. for real. But that's neither here nor Agreements. there. Agreements. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's kind of what it is. Yeah, people uh, say that like uh God of the Old Testament. Yeah. That's Old Testament God and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so silly, dude. Yeah. It's the same same God. Because I guess technically, right, like, I guess the reason I bring it up is, like, if you look at the four Gospels, yeah, everything that was happening was still under the old covenant yes. until he actually died. That's I love when the that. new covenant began. I love that. Right? So even the four Gospels being in the New Testament are technically still old covenant. Yeah. So it's just interesting yeah. when you start looking at it. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that, dude. You you made me, you helped me think that you helped me think about that in my like context when I read scripture because wow. of, you know, when you, when we were talking about tithes mm-hmm. and, you know, it's the argument that I made then when I was trying to like understand what you were saying Oh yeah, and that people make of uh, Jesus telling people to tithe, Jesus yeah. saying to the Pharisees to tithe, you know, he was like, you know, you tithe mint and cumin and mm-hmm. just ju- julep and all this stuff. But he was like, but you should also, he should do that yeah. and also, you know, do this other thing and love and stuff like that. And when Marcus told me that, I was like, oh, because what Marcus said was like, well, he told them that because they still were under the old covenant. He hadn't died yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't risen. So, yeah, Jesus was under the law. That's what a yeah. lot of us, we don't look at it like that. But like Jesus was the law. But, you know, like when he was living, he was under the law. Yeah. And he yeah. kept it perfectly. And he's the only person to ever do that. Yeah. You know, but wow. like. It's a weird thing in our minds, like you mm-hmm. said, because you're reading the New Testament, you just go like, all right, this is this is the New Testament now. This is the New Covenant, where it's like a big portion of it. Yeah. Uh, pretty <laughs> much the entire Gospels are the Old Covenant. Yeah. yeah, they are. I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shift, <laughs> dude. It's a shift for, of like perspective. All right. We wanted to talk about suffering, mm-hmm. right? But like... <laughs> I like when Jay, like whenever Jay like stages, you know, the whole conversation, not stages it, but it's like sets it up. Oh God, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like that's we need way that of passing it off. Set up. Yeah. Yeah. It's my easy way. Of just yeah. I like, really like how you do this yeah. dog. So I'm, I'm going to pass it to Bring, you real quick. Bring us in dog. <laughs> I don't know, man. We were, we wanted to do this like a few weeks ago, but we didn't have the time. But uh, it comes on the heels of like um, basically a conversation with someone who um, felt a certain way about some suffering that one of their loved ones was going through. Mm. And um, it just made me think about uh, how in the church, we don't really talk about the wrath of God and suffering and stuff like that often. Um, It's talked about, but it's not presented, you know, as like, something that we should look forward to or you know it's not really preached on often and you know we hear a lot of like get your blessings you know and mm-hmm. you know get your, it's your season and all this type of like that but we don't talk about the i guess like uh there's like emphasis on suffering in scripture and that's that's what we're here to talk about tonight today yeah this afternoon it's not it's not part of the uh like advertisement for Christianity. No, it's not the ad. It's not saying come suffer. Yeah, <laughs> come over this side and suffer. Real yeah, quick. yeah nah. nobody wants to hear that. I guess initially. Wow, dude. I'm sorry. We go just ahead. going on a tangent. What is the advertisement for Christianity? Ooh, that's that. I love that. I mean, wow. Right. All right. What are we really asking? 
even when we ask that question right right like what are we like we're we're trying to make because in advertisement we're making a product appealing Mm. right so i feel like all right i'm just i'm going to shoot from the hip right now yeah right just throw something out there right but like i feel like the fruit yeah is the advertisement Mm. you know what i'm saying all right it's two i got a few different answers Mm -hmm. i feel like the fruit is the real advertisement I feel like today's message is like a false advertisement. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm saying a bunch of things yeah, just real all right, quick. All right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> well, all right, let me go back to the first. Like fruit is the real advertisement in the sense that people are, and man, you touched on this recently too, when you were talking about how like fruit has like this vibrance to it. It mm. has like this, this sweetness or, mm. you know, just like this burst of like flavor whatever it may be, right? But, like, it's attractive to people. Mm. Like, people see it, and they're attracted to it. And they they get the fruit, right? And then the more they think about it, they're like, well, where is this fruit coming from? Because if I had, you know, the source yeah. of this fruit, right, I could have this fruit all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, well, of course you know what I'm saying, because you told me this, right? So... <laughs> But, I know cool breeze. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, but like I think fruit is the advertisement mm. that we should be showing. Mm. You know? Okay. I see where you went with it. Yeah. And so what's the false ad? I think the false ad Well, is, one of the false ads. Because it's probably yeah. more than one of the false ads is it's gonna be all good. Mm. Like, you're gonna experience nothing but like bliss and peace and you know, there will only be good, 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 good for yeah. you as a result of following Christ. Yeah. So, like, expect no suffering. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of getting back to what we were talking yeah. about. Like, or like, even, like, mm-hmm. don't, it's an avoidance of the fruit that comes through suffering, right? Because you hear, if you, you like I know, I know, kind of like the profile of the person, the preacher, or the, the false ad that you're talking about, okay. right? It's yeah. like you know, let's talk about that too. Yeah, because yeah, like that profile is all, like everybody's not doing this, right? You guys know that we're not talking <laughs> about all of the church. We're talking about you know, it's like the false advertisers, the false advertisers, <laughs> the wolves. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it's yeah, it's like you know, you can you can you know be your best now mm-hmm. type of thing. Get mm-hmm. your blessings now it's you know this is your season to overcome and you know you this is you're gonna step into your riches it's like these weird phrases that are being said and Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot of this uh you know miracles are coming to you today you're gonna it's all man-centered and it's all about like this prospering Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not even saying it's prosperity gospel it's just like this you're gonna prosper thing yeah but like everything's about your success. Yeah. yeah. But it's no it's not spiritual really. Right. Yeah. It's not like you're gonna grow in, you know, kindness right. and, you know, uh gentleness and patience and Ooh. it's about like you're gonna get your a stand, they may not say you're gonna get that house. Some of them do though. Yeah. You gonna you've been praying on that house, the house is coming or you know, mm-hmm. like that type of stuff. But that ain't Christ wasn't talking about that. <laughs> right. And we have an old episode, if y'all want to go listen, uh, where we're, we talk more about, uh, like, this whole piece of, like, pros- prospering and, and, dang, what is the name of the episode? Is it Does God Want You to Be Rich? Yes. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. It's an episode okay. called Does God Want You to Be Rich? <laughs> Again, the suffering, like, you can't put that on the ad. You can't put, yeah. like... What was that scripture you just read from First uh, Timothy? It says, like, in Christ you will suffer. <laughs> yeah. Second Timothy Come chapter 3, <laughs> verse 12. Indeed, <laughs> all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Jeez. Yeah. And it says all. Yeah. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Yeah. And it says indeed before that. <laughs> Indeed, like, hey, check it out. Yeah, for show, sure, right? This is for show. Sure. This Say is for show, sure, right? On. Show, right? On. <laughs> yeah, yo, so expect that. That is nuts, dude. Yeah. But yeah, that's not in the, that's not in the pamphlet that you you're gonna get every day. But there's so much 
good to the suffering, right? On an earthly level and like heavenly. Yeah. So maybe maybe I can read one before people cut it off. Right. right before people cut this episode off. <laughs> oh, they're right. talking about suffering. Yeah, I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen says, For this light momentary affliction, right? So there's your suffering, is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory mm. beyond all comparison. Mm-hmm. Right. So even with that, like with Jason's talking about, like there being like a silver lining to the mm-hmm. suffering, right? Is the fact that it says, well, looking at what it says, it says the momentary affliction is preparing. So it's preparation, right? For this eternal weight mm. of glory, right? Meaning like the amount of glory that is, you know, to be given to us. Mm. We have to be prepared for that. But the preparation happens by affliction. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so you think about it, it's like, and I always go back to this, like, if God is trying to develop you, mm-hmm. right? Like, if if you say, God, I want more patience, mm-hmm. right? Well, what's what's going to happen? How does how does He give you more patience? And then how is that new patience tested? Mm-hmm. I might give you patience, but then I got to know that you actually, you know, or yeah. you got to see for yourself that it's actually there. Mm. So what do I have to do? I got to put a bunch of annoying, nerve wracking, you know crazy you know like ridiculous situations or people or Mm -hmm. stuff right in your path in order for that new patience you know to show itself to even you Mm. you know what i'm saying so it's like there are certain characteristics that you won't even be aware of until a particular situation brings it out of you Mm. right like how do you know you are kind you know what i'm saying until you're in a situation where you wouldn't normally be kind Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like that these kind of things have to happen, right? So now you see where it says like this momentary affliction, mm-hmm. these temporary afflictions that we face, this suffering that we face, it is just preparing us, mm. right, for this eternal weight of glory, mm-hmm. right? Because like I, I think about it like, you know how it says like to whom much is given, much is required. I don't want to take that out of context, but I feel like the principle still applies here mm. in the sense that like if I'm trying to, like do you just walk up to anybody is, you know, like say you, you own a big business or something. Would you just walk up to anybody and be like, yeah, I want you to be a manager mm-hmm. of my company? No, mm-hmm. you would have had to see some things, right? Some qualities, some characteristics that like qualify them mm. for it, right? So you see like this eternal weight of glory almost being like this thing that has to be, you know, like yeah. you got to be qualified. Yeah. You got to be prepared. You know, infliction is that qualification process. Yeah. You were talking about when Christ was speaking to the seven churches in Revelation. I think this is what you were talking about. He's speaking, he's writing these letters, and John is, uh, I'm in Revelation 2 right now, and John is, uh, you know, he's telling John to write these letters to the angel of these churches and stuff like that. I have to find the one, but he says Christ gives out uh, different crowns. And different, there were, you know, like you were saying, there were rewards, not like you were saying, but the word talks about various rewards uh, that people will, different people will get in heaven. Um, and we can go into this a little bit at a different time, but, you know, there are different crowns and there are different rewards. There are people who will be, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, in Revelation 2, for instance, Verse 27, we'll start 26. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, Mm. and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces, as I also have received authority from my father, and I will give him the morning star. And then there are other verses where Christ, uh, you know, is just talking about how these, there are these rewards presented. And and prior in these verses to these rewards being presented, it's not to uh, people who have, you know, lived peachy and, and easygoing lives. Um, it's people who have gone through like tribulation and suffering. Yeah. And he's he's always talking about enduring, persevering, persevering mm-hmm. until the end and and going through it. And it's not I think we have to like qualify what this suffering is, you know, because mm-hmm. it's one yeah. thing to 
like you were saying earlier, it's one thing to like, you know, be put in a situation where you may get angry, mm-hmm. but it's another thing where like, you know, and I mean, it's still going on now where like you're being actually killed, like and yeah. because you're standing up to authority or you're, you're not, you know, I mean, there was a point in Rome, I'm just learning about this stuff where I think it was like, in maybe like the second century, right? Mm-hmm. So like a little bit actually during the time where uh, John is writing Revelation, he's on the island of Patmos and stuff like that. He's there because he got exiled um, by the Roman emperor. And at that time, they were the, like the different Caesars or whatever emperors of Rome, they were making it so that you had to worship the emperor. Or whatever. Mm. I think his name is like Domitia or something like that. One of these earlier emperors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he was, you know, persecuting the Christians because the Christians were like, no, we're not doing that. Like once a year, you had to like go bow down, like profess out your mouth, you know, like that he is Lord, the emperor is Lord, stuff like that. So it's like there's there are levels to this persecution thing, you know, like Mm. for some people it's poverty, you know, Um, but it's crazy how like Christ is like no this is good yeah it's good it's, it's good it's good for you jeez I used to always kind of look at it like you know we live in America America mm. you know mm-hmm. where we might not ever be you know we, I mean who knows who knows what the future holds but like we aren't seeing the kinds of things here that we that we see are happening in other countries you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like I think uh, China right where you can't openly like have a church or something like that it has to be all done through the government and all that kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. but people are basically hiding in houses and stuff like that just Mm -hmm. to have like worship services you know for christ or whatever right Mm -hmm. um but there are you might face persecution you know just individually you know here like it might i mean it could be your family it could be your spouse it could be you know so like even hearing you say like there are levels to it i thought about that like there are many levels of persecution that can happen. So you might think like, oh, I haven't been persecuted, but like there may come times where like your friends, I mean, I've seen it with my friends. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with <laughs> my family. I've seen it with my, you know, I've seen it with people who are close mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where I am actually being persecuted for my belief mm-hmm. like in Christ. And I think, you know, even though we might not find ourselves like in situations that are happening overseas, like those personal individual encounters that we do experience Mm -hmm. still matter yes i mean social exile matters you know like if certain friends of yours don't want to talk to you as much yeah be around you or hang out with you as much that's suffering for christ's sake yeah you know that's a form of persecution man it's like social exile dude yeah you know but i said the uh i mentioned poverty because uh, i was just reading revelation Mm -hmm. and uh, again, chapter two, verse nine, he's writing to the church in Smyrna and Jesus says, I know your tribulation and your poverty. And then in quotations and in the version that I'm reading this, the NASB, um, it says, but you are rich. And it's in, it's like that in the King James too, I think. Mm-hmm. And it says, and the blasphemy by those who say they're Jews, it goes on. But he was, he was like identifying that he knew they were going through tribulation. He knew that they were being impoverished and like, it, this wasn't like regular poverty either. It was like v- legit, like don't have anything poverty, like mm, ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they couldn't get jobs. I was reading, you know, like they would be fired if they, if someone learned like that you believe in wow. Christ Jesus. Yeah. Wow. But he says, but you are rich. Mm. So <laughs> it's like, okay, what what is he even talking about there? Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that we want to, I, I guess it's part of what we need to talk about, but it's like, He's he he understands that they have like spiritual riches that are being yeah. stored up. He understands. What am I? Jesus understands that you got some spiritual riches coming. <laughs> what am I saying? What is, what is He's day? the giver of those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Jay had this idea earlier, right? Oh. I said it like it's like if this fails, it's all on Jay. <laughs> but <laughs> but I love the idea he was talking about just like taking various scriptures and she so you can hear because he talked about how like this concept is like ingrained in the word like mm-hmm. a lot right so like we just talked about the scriptures where this suffering is mentioned mm-hmm. just to give you an idea of like how frequently it's mentioned and how like it really is a part of your walk mm-hmm. you know and I think I think it's even one of those things where we like 
like the world kind of looks at suffering like bad thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i mean i suffering like this definition is supposed to be like yeah. bad right but like for us it's like different in the sense that like our suffering at the same time is it becomes something great mm-hmm. for us you know what i'm saying it's almost like a benefit for us and you'll see exactly what we mean because you probably listening like yeah, that sounds nuts mm-hmm. but like when we read these scriptures you'll kind of see exactly mm-hmm. what we're alluding to um, so maybe we could just start reading some of these scriptures and then Jason, the bishop, is going to give a commentary. No. <laughs> He's going to give you the, the TD Jason uh, commentary per scripture. <laughs> so that I'm going to read these. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, what I'll do is I'll start with like the ones um, that we already have like mentioned a few of those and then like go into the, the other ones, right? But um, matter of fact, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start with Psalm 34, verse 19. This is ESV, and it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Mm. Many are the afflictions. Of the who? It doesn't say the wicked. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm. Yeah. So, like, you should expect affliction. You should expect suffering. And then the yeah. second half of that but is the Lord, powerful. Yeah, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yeah. One, because it's obviously a hopeful message there. But yeah. you were saying earlier how, like, in the suffering, God is glorified. Yeah. Because you get to these points where you're like, I don't know how I can do any yeah. of this. You know, yeah. there's no logic or reason that will help me right now to get through what I'm going through. Yeah. And God is like, that's when he is like, oh, I show up. Yep. He shows mm-hmm. himself strong. Like, I afflict you to show you my deliverance. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a, and it makes me think about, like, uh, you heard Marcus just add to the word. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Psalm 34, <laughs> verse 19. Check it out. Marcus, Psalm to Marcus. The book of Marcus. The book of Marcus. <laughs> but, um, like, Whew. The Israelites, man, like when he um, delivered them out of Egypt, mm-hmm. right? It's like you think about how I think they were enslaved for like 400 years mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But then like suddenly, you know, God is working through Moses to deliver them out of that. And then constantly mm-hmm. as they are in the wilderness, he's like reminding them, he's like, I am the Lord your God who delivered you from Egypt. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord your God who delivered you from Egypt. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because he wants them to see and understand like I am the deliverer. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of like... What I gather when I'm reading this scripture is like, you are you are put you know in these uh, suffering circumstances and situations, mm. right? But it's for the purpose of God showing you, like He is mm. the deliverer. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And like you won't deliver yourself. Yeah, like, it will be me. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You know. Sheesh. Um. What else uh, you got? Uh, Romans chapter five, verses three through four. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hmm. And like, I mean, we're talking about a lot of things here, right? We're talking about suffering, (laughs) uh, endurance, character, hope, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But like, it's showing you how like suffering is at the, at the root. The root, mm-hmm. yeah. It is the root of these things. It is the foundation of all of these other things for us. You mm-hmm. know, it just goes back to that point that we made earlier. Like the suffering for you is 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 good, and it goes back to what we say too. Like development, the suffering is for development, like, I, and I hate to use even development as a, you know as the word, but mm-hmm. like, I can't think of a better word. But it's like. He's producing things in you that only come by suffering. I got a uh, second Timothy uh, chapter two, verse three. Paul says, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Mm. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. And then he says, also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. Mm. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. 
But that's like, I love. Wow. Yeah. Suffer with me, first of all, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Like, endure the hardship that I'm enduring. Let's mm-hmm. let's go through it together. Like, in the word, I think there's even another scripture like that. Like, just, I, man, I need to read my Bible more. <laughs> but it's like, uh, endure, you know, the, the sufferings and hardships with your brothers and sisters. Like, we are to kind of be looking to take on suffering together, you know, and, and take on the load of others. Um, but then, like, the whole competes as an athlete scripture, you know, it just makes me makes me think about how, you know, just in, in any kind of endurance uh, activity, sport or whatever, like, there is this, you know, training and practice that you have to do. And it's a form, I guess, for many, many of us, it is it's a form of suffering, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself under this intense strain or, you know, uh, you're just pushing your body to this wow. to these limits. But you're reaping rewards and, and there's preparation on the back end of it and you're becoming better essentially. What else we got here? Man, I like first Peter f- four and we could jump to 16. First Peter four sixteen. It says, I'm gonna go to first Peter four, actually 12. I'm okay. gonna start it there. Okay. It says, I'm gonna go with the uh, NSB, NASB rather. Everybody there? Everybody there? Y'all got that? Amen. Say amen if you did. (laughs) It says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. Let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it, dude. But nah, let's Let's stop right there. there. (laughs) (laughs) Do not be surprised Mm. at the fiery ordeal among you. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. But it's backed up by the scripture that you previously read, like, the righteous are going to be afflicted. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he he can Peter can say these things to them because they had the Psalms, they had the writings of David. So like if they understood, they would know. Like oh no no, we shouldn't be surprised that we're being afflicted for yeah. God's sake. It says, "Do not be surprised at the fire ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ." Keep on rejoicing so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. Mm. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. That's like super important, right? Yeah. Because we can, we can kind of like, uh, I don't, and I don't, I don't want to get too controversial, right? Mm-hmm. But if you, this, I just like it because he's saying if you're suffering because you've done wrong, that ain't the same thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you're getting, you know, if you're going to jail for a certain amount of time and you knew that the law said you should go to jail for this amount of time, like, and you do something wrong and you're suffering, that's not, that's not the same. You're not suffering for Christ's sake. You just did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to end that right there. <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy with that one. But it's so important though, because we could like, we can cause our own suffering sometimes. And I don't think that's the same either, you know? Yo, oh my gosh. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier, man. Like before we even started recording. Uh, I'm reading, uh, this stuff is like, like, like reading these scriptures, mm-hmm. like doing this, like doing it this way. Mm-hmm. It's like cutting me up right now. Yeah. I gotta be honest, man. Like okay. I, I see the reason we decided to do it like this. Like, <laughs> God, but like, uh, Philippians chapter three, right. In verse eight, it says, he's talking about like who he is. Right, like he's like I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisees, and all that. Right, but he's talking about like how he could be like viewed, or whatever. Right, like um, like if you could boast, he he could boast. Yeah, if he like felt if, like it. If anybody could boast, it would be Paul. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he says, "Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord." For his sake, because he's talking about suffering, he's like, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish mm. in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not 
having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Mm -hmm. Like, this dude is hoping to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. He sees the the truth that, like, if we're going to be in Christ's likeness, yeah. then that means here we are going to suffer as yeah. he suffered, you know? Mm. And then be glorified for it. So. Like we're almost like following the, the path mm -hmm. of Christ, mm -hmm. right? His death, his resurrection, his glory. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see here. I'll go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Verse 6 says, And this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, this verse makes me think about how, like, uh, it would be for some our suffering could bring them to Christ right cuz he says uh in verse 7 so that the proof of your faith like when i see that the proof of your faith like if you if you if you see somebody who is going through certain things in life and i mean the the very very like uh obvious would be somebody who is like you know standing up to the government or you know, stuff like that and being persecuted for the faith and, and actually dying. But like that type of stuff convicts people, you know, it'll make you ask questions like, yo, what what is so powerful, you know, that that this person would righteously die for it? You know, not I'm not talking about, you know, killing other people and suicide bombings and stuff like this. I'm talking about somebody who, you know, is righteously just dying, being killed for what they believe in, even though they're not harming anybody for it. That is like that in itself convicts and I'm sure has brought many people uh to salvation in Christ. But we gotta understand that like when we're suffering, there are, you know, there are unbelievers looking at that and saying, like, okay, how is this person gonna react? How is this person how is this Christian handling this? Mm -hmm. You know, like what what is their response to this suffering? And wow. you know, if if we're not what? No, 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 I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about what you're saying, you know, I'm thinking about, like, how the gospel was actually spread, mm -hmm. right? Like, there was this book that came out that was about, like, the deaths of the apostles mm -hmm. after Christ had already died, right, wow. and, and had risen, and it talks about how they're, like, tormenting, like, torturous deaths, mm -hmm. right? I don't even know what torturous is a word, but I'm going to use it, I right? think so. Yeah, we'll go with that. And, uh, like, but their deaths, like, the way that they died yeah. was, like, a testimony and and then the like the gospel spread like wildfire mm -hmm. after that. Like I think Paul or I don't want to get it wrong, but like one of them was like burned on a you know cross like upside down mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, like burned alive. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But like these like oh some of them were pulled apart like yeah, literally horses, pulled, yeah right. like like yeah. like crazy yeah. like ridiculous like you know top Roman torture mm -hmm. tactics right? But like because people saw that they were they were willing to suffer you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying because you think about it right like like the choices they had were to like either say oh i believe in christ or like denounce christ mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and like one earned you this crazy death the other allowed you to escape death mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but they were like nah man i'm not like you you don't even know you know what i'm saying like what i what i really have i'm not giving mm -hmm. that up for anything mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so they were willing to suffer and for other people to see that who were non-believers they're like what is it that you believe where you were willing to die, yeah. you know, in this horrific way, you know what I'm saying, rather mm -hmm. than just denounce what it is you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, you're willing to say that to this end. Mm -hmm. That That's a crazy testimony. So people were, like, converted, like, in mass. But it was, like, the Romans were like, oh, we're going we're gonna to kill them all. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, they didn't even realize the role that they were playing in actually spreading the gospel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it just ties in exactly what you're saying you know like mm -hmm. people see it and they're like what is going on here mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like suffering <laughs> suffering is at the foundation of that yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yikes and we uh suffering is is like one of those things too that 
depending on your, I guess, relationship with God, your knowledge of the scriptures and stuff like that, or whatever in your personality, um, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of get angry at God, which is a scary thing to do, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but you can, you can look at him and, you know, just be a little upset at your own suffering or, you know, get this whole, like, but I don't deserve this mentality. Right. Oh yeah. And that's scary dude, because we deserve it and a lot more, you know, Mm -hmm. and that goes for for all of us, you know, what like, do you, what do you mean? Because I need you to unpack this the way you <laughs> talked about it on the phone, or like, you mm. know, or even earlier today. It's like the way you, the way you talked about it, man. Well, how there's grace, yeah, still, <laughs> and even like, go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, because there, <laughs> we, 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 no matter how much like suffering we go through, no matter, no matter like how much like our situations are messed up, yeah, especially in America, right we don't understand like the amount of grace that God gives every single second of the day. Like we're just born, you know, and we're, we're born, we're humans and we see creation and stuff. And we got a lot going on that we have nothing to do with. Right. But like at no point is at no point are we like do anything that we have you know Mm. like god didn't have to make it this way Mm. god literally could have made us have an eternity of suffering regardless of like i'm saying like from the beginning of time there couldn't there may not have been human humanity as we know it our experience could be totally different if god wanted it to be it could be pain all the time so like Mm. that's if you've just smiled one day in your life it's because of the common grace of god upon all humanity you know but like uh obviously that grace is different and extended to christians you know it's a totally different amount of grace where we have salvation and fellowship with him now but like we all deserve his wrath and the suffering that does come isn't even the amount that we deserve Mm. like but he's so graceful go ahead (laughs) now i'm just thinking about what you're saying like there could have been an existence of just like pure pain. Yeah. Right? Like think like, like he has that kind of sovereignty. Yeah. But think about the fact that we live the majority of us, like we mm. live in ways that like are not pleasing to him, that mm. actually anger him, right? And make him mad. Like we live in ways that he refers to as like abominations. Detestable. You know yeah, detestable. Like it shouldn't even be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we don't see wrath mm-hmm. in those moments. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like the amount, like as you talk about it, it's like it's helping me to really wrap my mind around the amount of grace that has been extended to us. It's ridiculous. Like I've never thought of it like this before. And when you, when you, when we dwell on that, like this, gr- the amount of grace that God gives yeah. to people, you'll start to look at us as sinners. And I'll just be honest, you'll start to look at people who are just living wickedly. Yeah. And you'll just, it's just like, we're so arrogant, dude. Yeah. It's like the the pride and arrogance. Yeah. Wow. Like you think, like we think we can just do whatever. And it's like we were saying earlier, it's yeah. because that immediate wrath or punishment doesn't occur. Yeah. But, but we think that it's not due to us for whatever reason. Mm. Or that maybe it won't come. And that's why the preaching this gospel is so important because that will come yeah it comes yeah if it, it may wow. not come to you in this life but it comes like you will get and there are scriptures to back it up we will be rewarded by our works we will like oh man not even gonna go into that part but yeah. like yeah man god's gonna stick with god's grace <laughs> god's Jesus. grace is so abundant dude and we like really we don't understand the fullness of it. I'm thinking about how you're saying we don't see the immediate repercussions, mm-hmm. right? And then it made me think about the fact that, like, in Galatians, how it says, like, don't be deceived. God mm-hmm. is not mocked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For what he sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Mm. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. But it's like, like now all these things are like adding up. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, there's a point where we're gonna have to like face. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what the whole that's what the whole judgment thing is about. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was even uh, I was looking at something a while ago, man. Maybe even a couple of years ago now, but it was talking about how love. You know how you know how people say love covers covers all or love conquers all. Okay, we say that right? Yeah. But then the Bible says, and they'll they'll say, "Well, the Bible says love uh, conquers all." Okay. Right? But then when you really look at it, it's like. Wait, the Bible doesn't say love conquers all. It says that love covers a, a multitude, multitude yeah. of sin. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because, like, and I don't want to go on a tangent with it, but it's like, it's almost like you could imagine, like, there's this, like, pile of sin. Mm-hmm. And the way we get rid of that pile of sin, mm-hmm. right, it's through love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, if we are not loving, then that pile of sin mm-hmm. is, so it's like when Jesus says, like, follow me. Mm-hmm. Believe in me, love your brother, love your neighbor as thyself. Mm. He's like trying to help you. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like trying to help you deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is it's a, it's like I'm in a scary place because like we have to consider concepts of like forgiveness and yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? So it has to be like discussed, um, you know, in some like uh, structured way, mm-hmm. right? But like just the thought of that, like mm-hmm. love covers a multitude of sin. Like if you just think about that, like that'll just like hold up, man. Yeah. Like that means that I, I could still possibly have sin counting against me, sin that I I will be judged for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. It's nah, just like it, I mean, the word <laughs> says that you will be held accountable for every idle word yeah. you have to, you know, that you've spoken and yeah. stuff like that. And we will, you know, have to like all, everything that you're talking about is in the Bible. Like we yeah. will be presented. This is like the account of what you have done, yeah. Type of thing, but the good thing is like that we have Christ, right? And we, and even when you think about like love, like God is love, the word says, uh, I think it's in Peter, and it's like Christ is love, and He right. covers all those sins, like, and so we're able, like, if you think about, you know, the word says, like, God is light, there is no darkness in Him, like, what He wants is fellowship with us, mm. you know. Like I was saying to you earlier, like it's even by God's grace that we have the concept of relationships with each other. It's because he likes relationships. He has a relationship with the Holy Spirit and with Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we have love. Like the word says, like we we love because he first loved us. Mm. Like it's all all all, everything good that we even have is because of God's grace. He's merciful. So he just allows that to be. None. He's forgiving, so he allows us to experience that. Ooh, you know, he loves. Yeah. He he has pleasure, so he allows us to experience. Yeah. All of our existence is because mm. of the grace of God, dude. Wow. It's nuts wow. when you start to think about it. <laughs> wow. But like with with this whole like uh, I guess restoring the relationship, uh-huh. the problem with like the sin piece is like I was saying, like there's no darkness in him, mm. so we need like he we can't be near God. Mm. You know, with with any kind of sin, any mm. I mean, the smallest speck of whoever, yeah. the the most you know, like saintly person you can think of, they cannot be next near God, wow, because he's perfect, mm. you know. But that's part of his perfection is like he wants a relationship with us though enough to like, you know, give his son type yeah, of thing. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's crazy. That's a that's love right there, man. <laughs> that's love, that's dog. Love. <laughs> that's real love, though. Like, it is though. Yeah. Like, we being funny, but like, uh, nah, that's that's like a love to be. Just think about that, different man. Different type of love. I don't know. I mean, this is we we off on a tangent right now, right? But it's our show, so. <laughs> like, nah, but no, nah, I mean, like, could you imagine giving up your child? You know what I'm saying? Like giving up mm-hmm. your child to <laughs> make things right with somebody else. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was going to require my children. You're asking me to give up my child, mm-hmm. the one who I'm pleased with, too. Mm-hmm. Like, not even, like, the bad kid. Like, <laughs> mm. like the one I'm actually well pleased with. Mm. We give him up. You know, like, that's some crazy stuff. Oh, I don't even want to go into all that. That's too much. All right. All right, suffering, 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 suffering. All right, what else, man? <laughs> I guess the whole point, though, yeah. to bring it back to the suffering, right, is yeah. that the suffering that we go through 
uh, is still wait, 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 wait. under his grace. Whoa, Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, because I guess like, uh, all right. In Psalm 119 and 71. Okay. Here he is saying, it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Oof. My right. goodness. So like. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like sometimes, man, like. <laughs> I need to, to grow closer to you. Yeah. I need yeah. to be afflicted. Yeah. And you think about that. We talk about that, yeah. right? Like if everything's all peachy and creamy, mm. there's no growth in that. Mm. There's no. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get real comfortable. Mm. You're going to be chilling and whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. or whatever. So sometimes like that affliction has to come along mm-hmm. to wake you up, you know, and, and to like produce something in you that wouldn't have been produced otherwise mm. in your comfort. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, man, it's like here it is. Somebody's like, it is good for me mm. that I was afflicted. So like on the other side of it, they're like, man, thank you <laughs> for doing that. You know, mm. and that even makes me think about like, like my path to Christ, right? It's like I was going through some things that people would be like, you know, ill. That was all. That all sucks. Mm-hmm. Dude. You know what I'm saying? But like without it, I would not. I would not know him. Like Oof. I know him now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had to go through some like crazy and cruddy and like unbelievable like stuff. You know what I'm saying? To find this like joy and peace mm-hmm. <laughs> that I experience with Christ now. So I'm, I'm like, it's good. It's good. It's good you did all. You know, you allowed all that to happen. Thank you. You yeah. know, I wanted, I needed all that. You hear a lot of people that. say stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I would not give back, you know, that suffering that I that I went through because it got me where I, I mean, yeah. I'm one. And we have friends who echo that same sentiment. And I'm sure that is the case for, honestly, dude, here's another piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that will likely. It's in the scripture, so I'm not just saying this. That is the story of every single Christian, huh. I, w- I would say. That's a bold statement. Bitch. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it says <laughs> uh-huh. the righteous will be afflicted. Wow. Jesus says in John 16 at the end, like, you will have suffering in yeah. the world. You will have tribulation. Yeah. But, you know, I have overcome the world. So mm. take heart. Be encouraged. It's okay. You know, but I think that is the back to that specific, like us going through that to know him. At a certain point, I think he again, this is by this is this sounds weird, but he in his grace, he allows you to see certain of your sin and just your your sinful nature and his yeah. holiness, you know. Wow. And even that is suffering, you know, because you'll it just makes you just be like it makes you feel terrible sometimes you know and i think that happens i don't like to say stuff like true believers but i think (laughs) as i'll say it like this right i think as you grow in intimacy with god you start to realize your sin more like more one of our friends mo was talking about this Mm. uh like you just start to realize you sin so much yeah and God is so perfect and holy and never ever sins. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like that, but it's it sucks sometimes. Mm. You think, man, it'll some be days sometimes where I'm just sitting around <laughs> and something I've done in like sixth grade will pop in my head, like, man, you see how evil that was? <laughs> like, and I don't think it's God tempting me to wanna like, you know, be angry or something, but I think it is just to point out like how much how good he is because i've been sinning a very long time <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so i guess um on a final note yeah right? like I, i'm kind of like trying to save this have you read philippians one you haven't read philippians one right where it says you were you were granted all right now i'm gonna read it and you all tell right. me if i just need to cut this out okay <laughs> all, right. all right but like uh I'm reading from Philippians 1, verse 27 to the end. And it says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. And so here's the part I wanted to get to. It says, This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, 
but of your salvation in that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, mm. engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Mm. Suffering has been granted to you. Mm. Like that's... Whew, that you, opens up a big conversation, dude. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a it's a righteous suffering, right? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fear of God attached to it, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know how the word says, like, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, man. But the, my point was like, uh, <clears throat> like Christ says in Matthew 10, 27, right? He says, uh, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, just the fact that you can fear God and be willing to be persecuted in that, yeah. in your reverence for him, your actual fear, your love for him, all that stuff, that's like, nope, that's not given to everybody. Yeah, You have to be converted. You have to be reborn. Yeah. The Holy Spirit has to come into your life and do something Jeez. for you even. So, like, I'm... So you even saying like you're granted suffering, mm. that is a work of the Holy Spirit, dude, yeah. because long suffering yeah. is a fruit. Ooh. You know wow. what I'm saying? So like you are, you should be, we should, we should be privileged when we're suffering for Christ's sake. Jeez. That's deep. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Rejoice in your sufferings. That's it. Wow. All right. You said it. Rejoice. <laughs> Rejoice in your sufferings. Yeah. All right, cool breeze. All right. <laughs> later <laughs> thank you guys for checking out this episode of the word in the world podcast we hope you guys enjoyed it please remember to rate review subscribe and repost with the hashtag the word x the world podcast also we'd love to hear from you so please send your questions comments praise reports and testimonies basically any and everything we just want to talk to you guys send everything to contact us at the word x the world.com have a great week and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.